Hey everyone, welcome. Zainab Johnson is on. She's really funny. She was uh, uh, sitting upstairs at the Comedy Cellar recently. Someone mentioned my podcast and she said, oh, you have a podcast? And I said, yeah, do you want to be on it? Boom. Days later, here she is. Uh, I have some tour dates coming up. August 19th, Monday, Todd Barry and Friends, Sarah Silverman, Neil Hamburger, and Baron Vaughn all together in Los Angeles at Largo. August 25th, I'll be at the Thing Festival in Port Townsend, Washington. September 1st, 8th, and 15th, I'll be at the Creek in the Cave working on new material and improving older material. Then I got dates in Toronto at JFL, Huntington, New York, Honolulu, Kihei, Saratoga Springs, Portland, Maine, Boston, Massachusetts, Portland, Oregon, two Portlands on my list, and then Corvallis, Oregon as well. And I think there's a date in Eugene. I don't know why it's not on here. I'll have to look into that. Also, Todd Barry podcast t-shirts are available. Go to toddberry.com forward slash shirts. Anyway, we'll be back with Zainab Johnson. Hello, Zainab. Hey, Todd. Do you feel like we're too far away from each other? We are pretty far, but it's okay. Okay, it is kind of far. It seems yeah, weird. It feels I can't even. I have long arms. I'm trying to reach out and touch Here, you. I'll move and a I little, can't. move a little closer. There we go. And <laughs> we'll just have to make really <laughs> extreme eye contact. That's I do that. <laughs> are you good with eye contact? I'm good with eye contact. Yeah, I try to do it. Yeah, I'm good with eye contact, although it can be weird. Like, you know when somebody stares at you and you catch them staring? Yeah. And you stare back to stop them, but they don't stop? That's weird. Yeah, it's hard. It is. It's like the worst thing you could do when someone stares at you is stare back, I think. But then, because it just goes, oh, I did the right thing by staring. They're into this. Yeah, or it's a power thing. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that video where the lions are... They catch the prey, like a deer or something, you know, the yeah, antelope yeah. or something like that. And then these like African hunters walk in. Uh-huh. They look the lion straight in the eye. Oh. They don't blink. And all the lions get scared and run off. Oh, man. The hunters take the meat and then the lions come back. It's the craziest thing. Because they stared at them. It was about, it was about fear in the eyes. It's like we're not fearful. It's all about energy. Because people say, like, I have a cat. Do you have a cat? No, I won't ever have a cat, Dad. Okay. But tell me about yours. <laughs> but they, people have said stare at them and blink at them, and I've done that, and, I, and she'll stare at me, but I feel like, oh, man, this is kind of weird. Stare at them and blink at them. Yeah, supposedly if you slow blink at a cat and they slow blink back, they love you. Okay, or you guys are just doing Morris code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why Do you hate cats? So I, I didn't, but I went to, <laughs> have you ever heard of Fresh Air Fund? Yeah. So when I was, anybody that doesn't know what Fresh Air Fund is, um, you they take kids out the ghetto, out of like urban areas in New York, and they would send us up to be with like these suburban families. And I used to spend time with a family in Vermont, this like lovely white family in Vermont. And I'll never forget one summer, I stayed in the older daughter's room that had went to college and she had a cat. Uh-huh. And the cat was used to doing regular, like routines with her. Right. And because I was now in her room, the cat tried to do routines with me and so the cat I would wake up the cat would be on my face <laughs> so I decided to like close the door when I went to sleep 
when I closed the door, the cat would just push the door open. So I decided to close the door and put a jar of pennies on the door so that the cat couldn't push the door open. Oh man! And I woke up to the cat. Cl- <clears throat> I woke up to the cat clawing under the door. The door. So then I'm like, okay, I'll put a towel, a sheet, and the pennies on the door. I woke up. The cat was outside of her bedroom window, scratching on the window. Like, <laughs> and ever since then, I just, I don't, I prefer, I don't like to say I hate cats, but I prefer not to be around cats. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got my cat with me. So here, <laughs> I'm going to put her on that empty chair right there. <laughs> you know what, though? Cats and kids like me. And yeah. I'm trying to stay as far away from them as possible. Because when you said the cat on the face, I go, oh, that's why you get a cat. So they jump on your face. No. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, they are probably kind of. Dirty, but not as dirty as other animals. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. I don't like any animal on my face. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a fair. I guess that sounds reasonable when I hear it back. <laughs> um, you said you tried chicken for the first time. You said that right before the end. Yeah, I had. I had before um, the mics rolled. I had the wings from the cellar. Oh, they're good. They're amazing. <clears throat> I used to eat them all the time when oh, I was in okay. college, and a, a couple of years ago, like maybe when I first started doing comedy. I uh, I read this book called Skinny Bitch. Okay. And <laughs> I, I read a book called Skinny Bitch, and then I saw the documentary on chickens or something, you know? Yeah. And it stopped me from eating chicken. Right. And I didn't eat meat before that. Like, religiously, I didn't eat pork. I didn't eat red meat and stuff like that just for health reasons. And then chicken was the last meat I had. Yeah. And then that book in, the, in that movie made me stop eating it. And then the other night... A comedian was eating those wings and they were just looking so good. Yeah, they're good. And I was like, I think I'm going to try one. I want to see if it tastes as good as I remember it tasting. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes when you, people always say, especially when people get like newly healthy, they're like, yeah. And after I didn't have it for three right, weeks, right. it tasted disgusting. <laughs> My body couldn't even process it when I tried right. it again. That burger that I used to love is terrible tasting. Exactly. Pizza is awful. Exactly. So I was like, let me see if they still taste the same. I tasted one uh-huh. and it tasted exactly oh the God. same. And so I ordered in order for myself. There you go. And I and I ate them and I enjoyed it. And I won't eat, like I won't, I'm not now a chicken eater. Right. But I had that moment <laughs> and I enjoyed it and I don't care how anybody feels about it. Okay, you hear that, everyone? <laughs> so uh, spare us the letters you were going to write. Because <laughs> I know you were going to write letters. Well, you know, there's some people that love, like hate vegans. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of boring also. And vegans hate meat eaters. Yeah. But it's I it's I wonder like with vegans like how do they how do you like go to how do you work at places that sell meat if you if you're a vegan unless you're just kind of like I'm a vegan but it's cool if you're not a vegan but like if you think it's truly wrong how do you justify that I guess you don't yeah well, I guess you don't <laughs> well yeah. that's settled <laughs> a well, friend of mine she became a vegan and it wasn't because of animal rights things but then she became a really famous <clears throat> vegan like vlogger. Uh huh. And so, when you have when you automatically get like half a million followers, then they expect you to stop wearing the leather shoes you have, yeah, and the leather bags you have, and that that's very that was very hard for her. And she's so now she's just like looking at my shoes and my bags, like, oh, I envy you. And I'm like, go get a bag. And she's like, I can't. I got to put an ad out for this vegan product tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> She should shoot that ad from like the waist up and have like leather <laughs> pants on. Exactly. I've bought uh, fake leather shoes. There's a there's in the Lower East Side. There's a place I forgot what it's called. Moo something. 
which mm. is all fake leather. Did uh, you like them? I, yeah, I think my belt I'm wearing right now might be fake leather. Yeah. Unless it isn't. I don't remember. But Yeah, I've had, I've had fake leather things. But it's also weird to have like one vegan item on. You're like, and it's like my commitment to veganism is this belt, but not the shoes. You know what I don't? my diet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't like? I don't like when um, uh, vegan things that you buy cost the same thing as leather things. Yeah. That I don't like. Well, a lot of health food, I mean, like. There's, there's smoothie places where smoothies like twelve dollars. Yeah, it's like, do you uh, do you throw down for uh, do you treat yourself? I I will because I I know that to buy to buy twelve dollar smoothies will cost way less in the long run than a hospital bill for like cancer. Uh-huh. Like I know that, but sometimes it's ridiculous. Like there's been times where I've like asked for something. And when I get to the register, they tell me the price. And I say, oh, oh, $8 for this just little granola bar? Oh, no, forget You can have this back. Yeah. Like, I, that's just ridiculous <clears throat> to me. Yeah. It's sometimes, you, yeah, I get that way. And, but then there's times they're like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And then yeah. you're kind of like, that's kind of ridiculous what I just did right Yeah. I, in San Francisco, they have my favorite. This place has my favorite avocado toast. Just hear me out i am gonna hear you out it is it's my job to hear you out <laughs> it is so they have this like fresh fresh baked like challah bread but it's not but it looks like that but it's a little bit more like dense uh-huh. and then they spread a beet hummus on it okay and then they slice the avocado and lay the avocado on top and then they have like pickled um like turnips and like like pickled root vegetables on top of it and then a little bit of like Himalayan sea salt oh, and some pepper and some olive oil and a little bit of lemon juice. It is amazing. It costs $16. Yeah. It is not big at all. Oh, really? It is, it's like four by four inches. What's the name of the place? It's something with an M, like Mantine or something. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know if it's amazing because it cost me $16 and I'm just trying to justify right. the purchase or if it really tastes amazing. But every time I go to San Francisco, I go straight there. You lost me at beet hummus. Though. Did, no. Have you ever had beet hummus? I feel like beets are a thing. Like there's foods that I definitely don't like. Then there's foods that I like, I want to not like. Mm-hmm. And I think beets might be one of them. <laughs> like I probably like them more than I think I do. Yeah, because I think you would. I th- I felt the same way about beets. Yeah. I was like, who eats a beet? That's crazy. Like it stains your teeth. Like the beets just don't seem worth it. And then I started juicing beets and it beets are so sweet. Yeah, they are. Beets are extremely sweet. You actually have to be careful because you feel like you're eating like a root or a vegetable, but the sugar content is so high. All but right. Beets are good. No, beets are good. And beet hummus. Mm. All right. I'll track this place down. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about avocado toast to begin with though. Have you ever had it? I have had it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you got avocado. The texture of an avocado is kind of like I feel like this. I want like a thin avocado. I don't want like the have like half an avocado in my mouth. So that's what's great about this place. They probably give <laughs> you a, they <laughs> they probably give you half of an avocado on the toast, but they slice it so thin oh, man. that it it makes it pa- it makes it the flavors fuse together in your in your mouth, and then the way like the texture of it all. It goes together really well. I, but I know what you're talking about when they just slam a whole bunch of like mushed avocado yeah. on top of a piece of bread. I don't like that either. Yeah. I should do a food podcast, right? Cause yeah. You're, if you're a foodie. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm a foodie who doesn't like 90% of food. That's me. We should do a podcast. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if it's too, I'm too picky to be a foodie. I'm picky as shit. Yeah. Can I curse? Yeah. <laughs> I'm picky as shit. 
let's hear it. Um, I don't do any dairy, although I eat dairy and like cakes and stuff like yeah. that, but not if I can actually see or feel the dairy. Like if you use eggs and milk to bake the cake, cool. But if you give me something where dairy like squirts out of it, like an eclair <laughs> or something, oh, that's disgusting. Um, I don't do any like white sauces, like mayonnaise. Any You want to give me a hollandaise, you want to give me anything that... Started as a white salt, like the start. No, I can't do it. I can't do Caesar dressing. I can't do any of that. Is it a texture thing? Yes, it's a texture thing. I just don't like it. I have disliked cheese all my life, but melted cheese specifically, it just makes me feel like I'm choking. I don't know how people do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how people eat melted cheese. It's just like coagulates in your throat. What is that? I like the. I like your phrasing. It's like it makes me feel like I'm choking melted cheese. It does. Uh, uh, I. What about if it's like really like kind of well done melted, like no. a little char on it? No. So no, you don't like pizza? Do no. When I was growing up, I used to. I had an arrangement with one of my friends. She hated sauce. She hated marinara sauce or uh-huh. pizza sauce, and I hated the cheese. So she would order garlic knots and take the cheese, and I would take the cheese off my pizza, and she would just eat the cheese with her garlic knots, and I would just eat the bread and sauce. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what friends are for. Right? <laughs> the the one cheese that I can stand right now is on a kale salad, shaved oh, parmesan. Yeah, ta- yeah. It's like it ups kale. I don't know what kale is doing without shaved parmesan. Yeah, kale is uh, kale needs a little help. Yeah, kale needs help. Kale needs to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense. now. I guess I should. Uh, we should talk about comedy a little bit. Let's talk about it. I mean, I like talking about food, and I would keep talking about it. But I feel like people are like isn't isn't your guest a comedian? Why are you, why are you talking about food so much? Do you, li- you don't live, you live part-time. Like I see you, like, I feel like I see you every eight months. About, um, I, I'm from New York, but I live in LA. Okay. I moved to LA after college. Um, Where'd you go to college? City College in New York. Okay. 137th in Convent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I live in LA, but I come back to New York. I feel like I come back to New York for my own leisure and like just to do spots and stuff probably at le- at the very least like twice a year. Uh-huh. But then sometimes work brings me here and so you'll find me here like way often. It just depends on the year. Right. Yeah, like this year I spent a lot of time in Vancouver cuz I I, sh- I got I shot a show. What'd you shoot? Um Greg Daniels has a new show called Upload. Okay. What's yeah, that? Yeah. It's um it's a half hour comedy for Amazon. Oh, nice. Half hour scripted comedy. We shot 10 episodes. So I spent Holy like, shit. A, That's yeah, great. I, so I spent like a lot, a good majority of the first half of the year in Vancouver. Vancouver's nice. Vancouver is great. I mean, they don't have Uber, but you know, they don't have Uber, you but you everything. can walk everywhere. I know, it's nice. Yeah. I would look at my health app. Do you look at your help at health app? I do. I look at my steps. Yeah. I, I would like, I, I would be walking around Vancouver and I would, by the end of the day, walked 15 miles and not even realize. Yeah. It. Yeah, Vancouver, they put you in a hotel? They, well, I could have stayed in a hotel, but they, they paid for us to relocate. Wow. Yeah, so I'd, I stayed in, I had an apartment. I'd love to have to, a little gig in Vancouver. Vancouver was great. You were there for like 10 weeks? I was there for three months. I was there from the middle of the end of February until the middle of May. I didn't know you were on the show. When's it, is the show out? Not yet. No, we just shot the first season. Okay. It's um, called, what's it called again? Upload. Upload. What's it, can you tell me what it's about? I can tell you a little bit. Um, it's, it's, I would say this, it's sort of in the vein of that, like, <clears throat> you know, uh, that Black Mirror episode where, where you, it's like, where do you go after you die or what hat? 
Like instead of instead of going to heaven, you can upload into this like virtual. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's inter- it's interesting. It takes place in the near future. Nice. Yeah. How did you did you audition for it? I auditioned for the pilot, um, and I auditioned for the pilot, and I got a call from my agent, and they said Greg liked you. They he wants to know if you can. Um, they they have this small role, so I so they, they they gave the role to some, like the role that I went out for. Somebody else got that role, uh-huh. and they were like, "But he really liked you, so he wants to know if you would do this this small part that in the pilot was like girl at office or right. something." And he was like, "And he thinks that he could sort of like build it out for you." And I was like, oh, "Okay." He, they were like, "It's a, it's 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 just a pilot, so you'll do a guest star with a possible recurring, you know, if and when it gets picked up." And then it got picked up. Um, maybe like it was like one of the last things that Amazon picked up. Uh-huh. Um, and then Greg emailed me and was like, uh, Hey, are you attached to anything right now? And I was like, well, I just started shooting this like, uh, unscripted show for Netflix. And he was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, but that's unscripted. He was like, okay. Cause because I think we're going to get picked up and I want to make you a big, uh, like a major part of it. So I just want to make sure that you're available. Oh, that's great. And I was like, okay, great. And then, uh, before we started, like uh, shortly before we started shooting, uh, or before I found out that I was going to Vancouver, they were like, "Well, Greg and Amazon, they want to make you a series regular." So, oh wow, are you interested? I like when my agents and my managers have that call. Like, here's some fantastic news, but we only want to accept if you want to accept. It's I know. Like, I'm surprised they're even that polite. <laughs> that's like their way of saying, "If you don't accept this, we'll drop you now." Right. They're saying. We acknowledge we work for you. Yeah. So it's up to you <laughs> if you want to part for something you chose to audition for. Exactly. Do you ever not audition for things? Uh, recently, yes, it's been happening. I've where been, you just don't like it or something? Yeah, where it just doesn't, I either don't like it or I don't kind of agree with what, that that happens, like um, I, they, they sent me an audition and the title of it, I'm, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but the title of it was How to Make Love to a Black Woman. Uh-huh which I just wanted to read the sides to see if there was something in there that I didn't know. Right. Um, And then I read the sides and I remember the thing that really bothered me was it said, um, you know, it was like this, this like highly educated black couple, young couple. And in the midst of like their, you know, lovemaking, the black woman was like, I want you to pretend to rape me. Oh. And I was like, I come on guys, this ain't this ain't up my alley. And they were like, Yeah, we thought so. All right. We gave it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, but my I, what I love about my manager, like, you know, the agent's job is to let's throw everything, let's throw whatever we can against the wall and see what sticks, you know? But my manager, he actually laughed like when when he was like, I'm so interested in hearing your thoughts on this. And so when I sent back my thoughts, he was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. OK. You know, that reminds me. You ever do temp work like for temp agencies? I've never that's probably done before that before. Your, that's probably before your time. But I know. But I'm aware of it. I remember once way back I was doing it in Florida and, and the, the woman who called me for jobs. She's like, oh, this really kind of cool job where you you spray this uh, chemical on this product and you wear like a protective suit. I was like, oh, that sounds awful. She's like, yeah, that does sound bad. I was, I was giving it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> she just tried to sell it. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't think that was a good thing. Oh. But uh, do you, are you good? You must be a good auditioner then. No, it's, it's some of them. I, some auditions go really well for me. 
And I've learned in the past, maybe like two years, that that's all that matters. Like, yes, we do want to book, right? We want to be working. We want to be like thriving and stuff. But a lot of things are out of our control. Mm -hmm. But it feels much better to leave a room knowing that you did well, that yeah. you feel good than when you feel like shitty and bad. Right. You know, you know, like and so regardless if I get it or not, I like to know that I was prepared, that I gave over to the character or at least brought myself to it, you know? Yeah. And also and then, you know, the, like what happened to you where like they didn't you didn't get the one part where mm -hmm. they're like because you auditioned for that one. They're like, oh, yeah, she's good. And then, yeah. Yeah, and they, that's great. Yeah, that, I mean, that was that was nice. Yeah, I always feel like there's auditions where I've walked out and go, all right, I, I did, or on tape, or I did what I could there, and I don't think I embarrassed myself. Yeah. I'm probably not going to get it. But I never, like, I'm, I'd love to know the full audition process, like how they, like, once it, like, send that, like, a self-tape in. Yeah. I know they have, like, a just way of watching all of them, but I just wonder if they're just sitting around going, nope like two seconds in no yeah. which probably what i would do if i was yeah guessing but, yeah but i mean i think you have to especially if you get now with now because you can send in self-tapes yeah i imagine that they're seeing more people than they then at once they you know at one point that they saw yeah if that makes sense because it's like now people don't have to be in the state to to audition for you they don't and i and i and i imagine that you can tell a few minutes in like i always feel like an audition tape you want to make sure that you start really strong because mm -hmm. you know they may not watch past 10 or 12 seconds and i so. think you can't like i've i've had them offered to me and i'm like i'm in a hotel room in oklahoma i'm like oh just do it on your laptop it's like that's not gonna look good yeah that that's gonna look like a dude sitting in, the, in this i guess if it was a part of just someone like being a newscaster or something but if, yeah. like, if there's any sort of acting like i don't have to yeah i need help yeah i mean i feel the same way and i've done that i've done those auditions in hotel rooms on my laptop yeah. i'll stand i'll take the hotel table put it on the bed like i i make shift a production set yeah. and try and make it look as good as possible and then of course try and you know get fam as familiar with the lines as possible and do it's like you have to do all of that within a matter of five out and it's submitted in time you know it's a lot right and they're always like this sounds like i'm, I'm just complaining but <laughs> it's my show i can complain much you can turn it off if you don't like it <laughs> wait wait come back <laughs> they uh yeah I've, i often find like everything is so rushed they're like here's a uh, 19 pages to learn we need this by tomorrow morning okay well i will clear my everything i was going to do tonight and then not have still not have enough time and, mm -hmm. and be bad at this uh, recently, my agent sent me four auditions that all had to be submitted at the same time. One of them was for this new, like, super huge, like, Michael B. Jordan movie. Like, it, a lot of them were, like, you know, like, the like the a big big parts in, in, these sh in the film. And I flew to Turkey the day that they sent it to me. And I was, like, stressed out because I was like, okay, how am I going to... If, if I flew anywhere else... I would be like if I was coming to New York, I know that New York has audition right. tape centers. I know that there's certain places, even the worst case scenario, I know I could walk into a Best Buy and get what I need and right. put something on tape. Istanbul might not be the same. Yeah, Istanbul, I didn't know what I could do. And I was so stressed out. And when I got, I, I, I like slept on it and I emailed them and I was like, I don't know. I'm, I can't do this. And I sent you guys my book out date. So I shouldn't right. even have these auditions. Right. You know, but then when you get it, yeah, I was like, I want to be in a movie with Michael B. Jordan, you know? But I had to just like 
say no. I think, yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said for like, I want to do this right. So it's yeah. better that I say I, for reasons logistically, I can't do it. What were you doing in Turkey? I went with, with a friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went with a friend. My friend was, uh, going, she went and I went in support of whatever okay. she was doing there. Okay. She yeah. needed a little friend. She needed a friend. She, yeah. She needed a friend. Or he needed a friend. She needed a friend. It was a she. She needed a friend. I found out, though, that Turkey is the leading, like, one of the things that that Turkey is known for, Istanbul, is our men's hair transplants. Yeah, I actually, I think I know. Well, well, a a friend of mine who I won't reveal his name told me that they offer, it was like, whatever, 15000 to do it in New York. Or for $2,000, you could do it in Istanbul, and they would provide a plane ticket also. Yeah. Like, it was like a gig. Yeah, you know what it is? Istanbul, like, the one dollar, one U.S. dollar is like six uh-huh. turkey dollars. So you get so much bang for your buck. When I was there, I, we saw a lot of people. You could be in restaurants. We were at the bazaar, and there were men just walking around with, like, bandaged heads. <laughs> And I was like, what is going on? And they were like, oh, they come here to get their from all over the world to get their hair revitalized. That would be a good documentary. It would. Maybe I'll do this documentary and I'll go ahead and get some hair transplants. Do it. I think I missed the boat on that. I just, uh, you know, I accept the way I am. (laughs) Be a little weird if I had suddenly got transplants at at my age. Would you get it long? Would you bring up an old picture and try and just recreate? I feel like if you're going to do, I mean, I feel like there are actors and musicians who I've seen are like, oh, that that guy was a little balder 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But they do, I think, sort of being realistic and sort of like, yeah, make yourself still where it's receding Mm -hmm. instead of like, hey, I just, I got a full head of hair. I don't know if you guys know this. Hey, I'm a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you, do you like traveling like to Turkey? Was it fun or... I think that Istanbul is a beautiful city. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was really beautiful. I realized though, Ty, I don't like traveling anywhere in coach. Oh, here we go. Now we're talking. I don't like. I I do not. I mean, coach is an awful way to travel. It is because you're kind of tall. I am tall, and you got to be so close. Especially, I flew from L- I flew from LA to Istanbul, so that's a 14-hour trip. Oh man, was it nonstop? Co- it was nonstop, but it's still it's co- oh my god. You're they they ran out of food. It just I mean, it's just it was ridiculous. Was it even premium economy? No. Was it with your airline? Do you have miles? No, it was with Turkey Airlines. I never a Turkish Airlines. I had never flown with I them before. I bet they have a partner though. They have the United is their partner, oh. but I don't I don't have miles with United. Should have just signed up. I'm to- I'm totally a Delta American person. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you would know that I bring the subject up every guest frequent flyer miles. So I got excited when uh, you're like when you're like <laughs> I don't fly coach. I was like, no, because if you had signed up for United, you could have you could have scored you know good yeah. ten thousand miles. You might then you might fly there yeah. again, and then you'll be then you can give me yeah. a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> some 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 airlines you can't like i remember i flew to dubai on emirates which is a great oh i heard that's airline. the best emirates is oh it's a great and then you get so many miles but then they make it so difficult like i think their partners are like virgin yeah and jet it's somebody and you just they make it so difficult to like use the miles anywhere else but then the, you can't 20,000 miles is not going to get you back to dubai no you need like 100,000 miles did you do a gig there Yes. I actually, I went to Seychelles. Have you heard of Seychelles? No, I I feel bad. Yeah, Seychelles. Seychelles is the island off the coast, islands off the coast of Madagascar. 
So oh, I only I only had to connect in Dubai, and then we had, I had to take another flight to oh. Seychelles. Yeah, and it was all on Emirates. It was great. Was it like a what was it a court a private gig or it was a private gig? It was like I'm actually not supposed to talk about it, but all I didn't right. sign an NDA. So <laughs> do talk about it if you want to talk about. It. Um. Yeah. So. I think that there's, I never met the guy, but there's this um, Arab like prince uh-huh. who has an island, has a resort there, like owns half of the island and he just flies in entertainment. Right. It was me and Wally. Do you know Wally? Wally Collins? Yeah. yeah I know Wally. Me, I just and saw me and, yeah, me and him, him and I won the show together. Wow. Me, him and a belly dancer. That's that as, was it a good show? It was a good show. I mean, it's just women. It's nothing but like beautiful women from all over the world. Uh-huh. Um, maybe like three or four other guys. And then it's just like this dark space where you can't see anything. And that's where like the prince or whatever he is and his whole security and and it's dark. So you can't see him, although he can see you because they don't want you to look at him. They don't want you to look oh at him. As eye. You can't talk. We couldn't talk to the audience. We couldn't. Anything. You just, no crowd work, huh? You could you could do like a little bit of crowd work, but you know how after a show you may like fraternize or you yeah, may yeah. socialize a little bit. Yeah. No, we couldn't do any of that. That's almost that's kind of a gift though, in a way. That could be a But a, the island was beautiful. So how much time did you have to do? Like twenty minutes. And it went well. People were laughing. Yeah, it went it went extremely well. I'd be sweating all the way there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that just it's sort of like a mysterious type of gig. Like it is a really a private mysterious. gig for a prince is not usually what I do. Yeah. Well the re- the, the the person who suggested it, which is Will Sylvans, you know Will Sylvans. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that Will Will is like one of my closest friends, so I don't think Will would ever put me in danger. And so I think that's the reason why I felt secure enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that like I hadn't met Wally, but I knew that there would be another comedian and a male comedian. So yeah, I he's felt a great like, guy, Wally. yeah, exactly, exactly. So it just it 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 was no, it was not bad at all. And you could have stayed. So he actually gives you like you can stay for a week. It can be a vacation for you. Wow. I couldn't stay because I had to get back to L.A. Yeah, but they give you the option like because he like owns this resort, I guess. Yeah, how many? And I, everything is included. Like you don't have to pay for anything while you're wow. there. Nothing. How many days were you there? I was there for two days. Wow. So mm. you flew like 16 hours or whatever? Yeah. Oh, it, it ended up being like 20 hours, actually. And then just turned around. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. I think I got there at night, so I slept that night. And then the next day, uh, I like it was beautiful, though. Like one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And then that night, the second night we did the show, and then I woke up the next morning and flew out. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you, uh, how'd they fly you there, coach or uh, business? No, it wasn't business. It might have been like premium coach, but it was on Emirates. It was just a great flight. And I remember the flight from Dubai to Seychelles. I was the only person on the flight. Really? It might have been like two other people on the flight, but it's like I don't even remember what they look like. I can't describe. That's how I had the entire front of the plane to myself. Oh, nice. Yeah. The weather was really bad, though. The weather was atrocious. When you got there? No, like flying over. You just flying like four hours over the Indian Ocean. No, the Indian Ocean is rough. I don't think I've been over the Indian Ocean. Maybe I have. And and it it was right after the those Malaysian planes got you know uh-huh. yeah. uh, disappeared and and that's all in the Indian Ocean. And and I felt like when I looked out the airplane window, I could see like I felt like if I put my arm out the window of the airplane, I would have been able to just put my my fingers in the ocean. That's how close we were. <laughs> that's how close it seemed like we were to the ocean, and it was rough, so rough. You see how I'm saying? I had the whole plane like the entire yeah. front of the plane to myself. 
I, I went and found the flight attendant and I sat right next to her. And she was like, are you okay? She was like, it's really, it's really turbulency, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so nervous. Can I please sit next to you? She was like, yeah, it's okay. We, we do this flight all the time, so we're used to it. But yeah. That's good. Yeah. That was nice. The, the water is rough. Did, um, now if you could have stayed, like. If Longer had, I would have. If I didn't, I had to be back for a gig that was already booked. Right. But if I didn't, oh, I would have laid out. I was going to say, do you travel alone or do you like traveling alone? I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'd rather travel alone than travel with somebody that causes an inconvenience during traveling. Yeah. I've learned from, I feel like you don't travel with somebody, like don't go on vacation with somebody if you haven't gone to Six Flags with them. <laughs> That's like a good marker. If you could be at a hot ass amusement park right. and wait on lines and y'all still have fun and good conversation, they never get on your nerves, then you could go on vacation with them. But but go to a, go to a Six Flags first. <laughs> Does it have to be a Six Flags or can it just be another... I've never been to any other amusement park. <laughs> oh, you've never been to Six Flags? No, I've been to Six Flags, but I only say Six Flags because I've never been to any other amusement park. Oh, I see. you never been to Disney World? No. I don't know. if Like, Six Flags is strenuous. I know what you mean now. Yeah, you know, you have to walk up hills. Six Flags is huge. You probably end up walking like five miles that day that's trying a, to have fun. That's a, that's a funny test. Yeah. You, talk about that on, you should talk about that on stage, do you? I don't. There you go. Okay. If you got anything out of doing this podcast... <laughs> It's a new five minutes. It's a new bit. Do you um? So do you, do you prefer acting to stand up? I know that's no. the most generic question I could ask you. It's okay. I I thought about acting before I ever thought about doing stand up. But once I did stand up, I felt like I was doing the thing that I was supposed to do. Uh huh. And it's because even when I'm failing, I still have a strong desire to do it and not fit anything else in my life i if i fail at it i can get to i can find something new i can abandon it very easy yeah i never feel like i want to abandon stand-up but i feel like stand-up has helped me with acting uh-huh. you know like i feel like it's made me figure out how i talk i can look at something and like they wrote it like this, but this is how I would say these words. Yeah. You know, this is the rhythm in which I speak. This right. is, you know, like it's made me like open, more open with performing. I, I've like, I've like discovered certain parts of myself through stand up. And it's like you stand on stage in front of so many people just looking at you. Like yeah, it's then weird, to, right? Yeah. Then to just go into a room and have like maybe two people looking at you. It's yeah. like, that's fine. Do you, um, do you, you do a lot of college. What do you do on the road, mostly? Mostly, May, no, I can't speak. <laughs> this year is the first year that I've started doing colleges because I did NACA this year. Oh, how'd that go? It went well. I did NACA. We did it in Utah, I believe, or Ohio, one of those middle states. Um, and it was a snowstorm the uh -huh. night that I flew in. So a lot of the colleges like left early. Oh. A lot of the representatives left oh, early. Sucks. It sucks, but I still got a lot of booking so oh. i've been doing colleges i've probably since then NACA was like in february and i and i was shooting so i couldn't do uh -huh. it was the last thing i did before i went to vancouver so I, let's say i got back in may i've probably done like 10 or so colleges already and like i'll do just big one one college and then just right leave. and i don't mind it i thought i would hate it but i don't you just don't know what you're up against. Yeah, but but so far they've been really good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like I 
weirdly, maybe because I'm just ner- scared of doing a college. I, like I, when I find out, oh, there's probably gonna only be 40 people. I'm like, oh, that's good. 40 yeah. nice nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. You know, it's crazy. That's not been my experience. I was oh, talking really? to, yeah, I was talking to um, Dulce about this. Uh-huh. You know Dulce? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's like a cafeteria. Sometimes I'm like, I've been getting like these beautiful, like the theater oh, in nice. the college. And, yeah. di- and it's like, and I'll, and I'll find like some of these, some of these places, I don't think they have, like I was just in like Orem, or Orem, Utah. So I'm like, it's like, there's no comedy club there. So not only, I don't think, so not only are there like the college students there, but then I'll see outside, like adults uh-huh. will be in the audience as well. Just watching like a regular like show. It's open to the public. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. So, I mean, I feel like I'm going to say this, and then this college that I have to do in Pennsylvania next week is going to be like. It's going to be like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's in the dorm. It's in the bathroom in the dorm. Yeah. <laughs> that's In situations like that, do you find yourself going right into your material, or do you feel like you have to sort of address the space? Like, do you start to do a bunch of jokes about we're in the closet? I mean, if I was playing some ridiculous venue yeah i guess i would yeah i mean i try to address something that's organic to the environment i'm in yeah but i mean yeah i mean i've done colleges where you just don't you show i mean i used to do them with john stewart a few times and we would show up in some like in the middle of nowhere and they'd be like is is uh beverly hills 90210 is on so it's not gonna be a big crowd it's like seriously (laughs) (laughs) people are watching tv (laughs) and then when next night we would do it and it's like 1800 screaming maniac kids Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i've also done like like did a a college in colorado or where they didn't tell me it was something called drunk weekend Mm. so it's like a thousand people in the crowd just people yelling it's like are you serious Mm. like some little twerpy 19 year olds yelling at me yeah i feel like they people don't know like i think colleges have good intentions yeah but they don't quite know sometimes how to book a comedy show like what you don't do for a drunk weekend is book somebody with just one mic that's just supposed to say words especially a quiet a quiet comedian. Yeah, I, I did a I did a show in a college in Delaware, and I think they had really good intentions. But not only did the show the show is supposed to be nine o'clock, right? Yeah. Now, just keep in mind that there's this after party that these students can't wait to get to because I'm this is the the, the comedy show is their homecoming event, yeah. right? And so the show already starts forty five minutes late. They book about four like Instagram comedy people. Yeah. They have music cues and, you know, the joke is just them doing the the popular dance out right now. And then they do an intermission after these four Instagram sets have gone over their time because they don't they've never seen a red light before. Then after the intermission, they bring on a comedian that does 30 minutes (laughs) before I'm supposed to then get up and do 45 minutes. (sighs) They they always they do that all the time where it'd just be like you show up with three other comics you guys should each you're each going to do an hour no yeah no it's not going to work that way <laughs> <laughs> that's not good for anyone including you <laughs> exactly it's just like it, they don't they don't know what they're doing yeah and I was the lowest energy of like that whole you know, right, you know like I arc, had the yeah. lowest energy so and, how'd that go oh it was terrible and my younger brother he drove he he's in philly so he drove with me i picked him up in philly and we drove to delaware and he came to see it he said that was brutal even for me 
He said it was he said it was brutal. And he was like, and not that you weren't good. He said they just he said I was sleepy before the intermission. He said I was I was like drained of energy before the intermission. I think all these like corporate gigs where you hear people that had to do an hour, it's like, why don't why don't the twenty minutes? Give him a little taste of here's a little taste of comedy and then you there's other stuff you want to do. So I did a corporate gig that was a dream. It was for Spectrum. Uh-huh. And somehow they got behind on it. And I was supposed to do like twenty minutes for this like amazing amount of money. Yeah. Right. And the in the I mean the show they 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 have us go on in the middle of like a club dance party. But nobody announces. There's no host. There's nobody saying like, okay, now everybody settle down. We're about to do a comedy. Da, da, da. No, the DJ just stops playing the music. The DJ says your name and you walk up on stage by, and you do your set. And then after your set, after we were all like, I think the first person was supposed to do 10 and the next 15 and then I was supposed to do 20 minutes, right? So after the first person does 10, then the DJ just starts playing again, playing for about 10, 15 minutes. And then again, the DJ stops playing and just announces the next comic's name. And she's just supposed to walk up on stage. And do by the time it was time for me to go up on stage, the producer of the event, he was like, I'm so sorry. We're, we're running behind. Would you be upset if I cut your, if, if you had to do less time? And I mean, he was really like, 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 like feeling terrible. about. It. I said, oh, no, I can do five minutes. If, I said, does this affect what I get paid? And he was like, not at all. And I was yeah, like, yeah, that's what you got to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I will do a hot five minutes. And it was great. I'll do a hot no minutes. <laughs> you can hand me a check yes, and I'll go yes, get something to drink. Yes. <laughs> like, I, it was um, it was amazing. Yeah, I did one. Uh, my friend's mother organized like a like a black tie fancy. All these celebrities were there. And she's pitching it to me. And she tells me the money, which was crazy. And she's like, Todd, the only thing is like, not more than 10 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll deal with that. I was hoping to do an hour for a private party, but yeah. Yeah. Well, is, I feel guilty that I, I don't want to do. But I mean, in a, set, in a sad situation where like a DJ is doing 50, and the intros are always bad. They're always like, welcome to the student activities president. and Zainab Johnson's our comic. Okay. Or they read your whole bio in front of you. They say your name in the middle of it. Yeah. There's no energy to walk out on. One college I did, they brought me out to, brought me out to my podcast. Like of all the things I worked hard to do on TV. You oh. know how you, as a comedian, especially like coming, you want, you just need, when you get credits, you're like, yes, now I have legitimate credits that right. people can say. And then she was like, you guys may listen to her podcast. It was like I had, I was only maybe in the third week of doing the podcast. Right. And I was like, you're going to bring up the one thing I don't get paid for. That's fine. So you're going to bring up the hobby. <laughs> right. I've had that. I bring <laughs> Here's a guy, you know, from the, Two lines he had on a cartoon 19 <laughs> years ago. Okay, well, they might know me from something else. <laughs> Have you played the UK? No. Because they don't do credits over there. Like, no. Like, they bring you up. They're just like, no, which I kind of like. But Yeah, I like that too because I, I do feel like it doesn't matter. Right. I think it, I think at, in, in front of every single audience, it just depends on are you funny or not. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like a huge celebrity comedian, and then at that point, they don't need your credits because yeah. they know who you are. Right. But I, I, I'm just saying that you get, I know it's like celebrity comedians. Sometimes you get like those, you get celebrity laughs at first. You, right. you know, it's like just for the, that they love you. 
But I think when it's not that, it's just about who's funny that night, you know, on that particular show. It doesn't, you don't, you don't, no, nobody's going to leave laughing like, oh my God, Todd was so funny. Now I know why he was on the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody says that. Right. Yeah. They, um, and the celebrity laughs is interesting because I've seen people where the, you know, the unannounced drop in gets up there and they're trying out new material or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it settles down real quickly mm-hmm. to just like, all right, this is just dude having a mediocre set. Mm-hmm. But, um, do you do clubs, comedy clubs? I do comedy clubs. I'm actually at the Connecticut Funny Bone Labor Day weekend. Oh, we'll, Hartford, we'll get to your plugs in a little okay. when, when we wrap <laughs> Don't worry about that. I do clubs, though, yeah. So, I've like, this year I've been doing a mix of clubs and colleges. How yeah. long have you been doing comedy? August 8th made nine years. Oh, my God. You're doing great for nine years. Yeah. Nine years is not a long time. Okay. I mean, it's a, that's good. T- I yeah. mean, it's an impressive time in that you've, you're clearly doing it. You didn't give up. Yeah. But nine years. But I mean, I feel like you're doing very well. I, I'm trying to give you a compliment, but it's. Thank it's, you. you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm blowing it. Uh, I'll take it. No, I'll take whatever that was. There was a. Uh, no, you're doing great for nine years. Yeah. You so got a I've, lot of work for nine years. Yeah, I've had. So I just had my anniversary, August 8th. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, so where did I, you. Um, I started in 2010. Mm. In New York? LA. Started in LA. LA at the comedy store. Yeah. How did you get on the first? How do you get on the first? Oh, you, did you stand in line or something? Or? No, I used to do. So so I was working for a guy who used to run a weekly show at the comedy store, uh-huh. like a big, like urban weekly show at the comedy store. And I never thought about doing comedy or any. But the day that I quit that job, I just I Googled open mics near me. And it was like this hookah, hookah like cafe uh-huh. near my house. And when I lived in North Hollywood and it was like first come, first serve. I mean, first come first, like we'll sign up 20 comedians, five minutes a piece. And I got there early and I waited and I signed up and I was like, OK, it's going to be it's like right next to my house. If it goes bad, I'll just go home. Nobody will ever know this happened. Yeah. And then it didn't go so bad. It went kind of good. People were laughing at me. And I was like, I had to stop and ask them. I was like, oh, my God, you guys are laughing. And they were like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> like the people with, came in from the, ho- you know, outside you smoke kooka. They came in like, yeah, keep going. And I was like. <gasps> and that was it. Yeah, then that was you were it. Bitten. Yeah. And then I started the, the hosted, the, the show that he did. I started hosting like the beginning of the show. You know, like before I would bring on the main So host. the hookah place was the first place you went on stage? Hookah was the first oh, okay. place I went on stage. But then I started doing the comedy store open mic. for Like every Sunday and Monday I would be there. How do you sign? Do you have to line up for that? or? No, with the comedy store, I don't know how they do it now, but with the comedy store open mic, you put it... You just drop it in a bucket. They put it's like a lot. It's like random. And you have to, you find out when you get there. Whether yeah. You get on? Okay, so you yeah. can show up and not get on. Yeah, you show up and you wait an hour and find out you're not getting on. And which room is it in? The original room. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like that's not enough time. I, th- three minutes is weird because it is not a lot of time, but on some level, then you, it's amazing, amazing how much you can do in actually in three minutes yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and then when you realize, like, if it's twenty, if it's twenty, if it's twenty people, twenty five people going up for three minutes, the last person, that's how you knew you were getting better or rising because they would start to put you in the last spot and you get five minutes. Oh. That's how you know that you're like moving up. But when you see ten straight people in a row bomb three minutes, three minutes starts to get long. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh. We got another 90 seconds to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Do you ever just do, do you do a full on tour ever? Or? No, I've no. never done a full tour, which is so, that's not crazy to me. That makes sense to me that a tour leads up to something like a culmination. You know what I'm saying? A tour yeah. ends with a special or something. Yeah. So when I post like my road dates, people are, are like, oh, so you're back off tour. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking. Tours have names. Yeah. Like I, I've never been on tour. I say I'm always on, t- I'm just in and out of town. Sometimes I'll name a tour, but. Oh, but but you have specials. I don't have a special. No, I, no I'm just, I am building the, the you know, you, but it, I feel like, I feel like a tour is, you know what it is, and now you're taking it out to perfect, to, to make it great. Right. And then at the end of that tour, you've taped it, it, and then you release it. I am building my material as a comedian and I'm a, and I have the opportunity of doing it at, in an hour's length on a road in front of people. Right. But that's you don't <laughs> think that's a good thing? I think that's a great thing. It's just not a tour. Okay. I mean I meant a tour in the sense of uh like a named tour and you, yeah. and you have 30 dates. Yeah. But I've I mean never you, done you're, that. you're doing a tour and I've never done that. I mean we're all touring if we travel to do comedy, so. So like so when I talk to you that makes sense. But you ha- do you ever have a, con- a conversation with a person who knows nothing about comedy? Uh, yeah. And so everything you say, they make it they make it sound like it's a concert. You know, it, it seems bigger to them. Yeah. Than what it because. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I just I'm just saying when like a random person is like, yeah, I noticed that when you put up your dates, you're not coming to oh, Wisconsin. God. Does your tour not come to Wisconsin? And I just want to say, could you just lower your expectations? Could you just change those words? To f- yeah. The, 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 the I dread when I announce tour dates. because yeah. There's always going to be like the people like it's either. Why aren't you coming here? Why are you skipping this place? It's like I'm not skipping. it. I can't go everywhere. I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, that's what I want. Skipping it. Yeah, I'll fucking work there. Exactly. Or or they'll they'll. uh, Hey, when are you going to come to a place you were at three weeks ago? Yeah, that's that. I hate that. I hate that. Like to the point where I'll start posting things like, "Okay, I'm in Philly this weekend. I'm at I'm in Philly at the Punchline. Don't don't text me or message me once I leave saying when am I coming to Philly? Here's your chance. That's a guaranteed way to get texted that. <laughs> like, oh, it annoys her. Let's do it. Then. Yeah, but then I feel bad. I feel like I'm 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 in this funky place or this I'm on that line where I want to be a little bit like, okay, you guys are requiring too much, but but then I'm like, but they're fans, and like yeah, I'm so I mean, appreciative I of try, fans. Yeah. I try to calm down about it. Something they just want to know. They yeah, just want to see. Yeah, exactly. You. But you know, there's also like sometimes they'll be like, "Can I? Uh, you're so sold out. Can I? Uh, can I come anyway? I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. Are you? Well, I feel like uh, the people who bought the tickets already are the big fans. Yeah, <laughs> I like a proactive fan. I yeah. like a, I like a fan that says. I see that your dates are, I clicked on this link and it's not taking me directly to, can I rebuild your website for free? I like those types oh, of like fans. That? Yeah, I like those types of fans. Did you take someone up on that offer? I'm currently taking someone <laughs> up on that offer. Yeah. And uh-huh. so my ex-boyfriend built my website. Uh-huh. And operate the keyword in that is X. Yeah. And so now I want to change things and I can't even change. <laughs> I don't know how to change right. anything. And so now this other person is gone. I'm like, here, take the password. Just do what you want with really? it. Really? Yeah. So what's the website? I don't have any, any 
it's not in my bank info. Right, right, right. It's just it's just a website. Is it ZainabJohnson.com? It is. Oh, it I is. Figured that out. I think I looked. Yeah, I went to your website. Yeah, it is. Um, I saw your your uh, you had a good set. I was Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Yeah. yeah. It was a long set, huh? You think so? It was like see, five and a half minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what sets are. I mean, see, I guess sets used to be four and a half, but I guess five and a half is awesome. Yeah, I'm happy that it was that because when I was running it, I remember when I sent in my transcript. It's a little bit hard because I remember the um, Booker. She came and saw me at the cellar, and yeah, at the cellar we're doing like fifteen minute spots, yeah. and so I, she was like, "Okay, because she submitted a transcript." And so I, when I submitted it, and then started running it. It was coming in at like seven minutes. And I was like, oh, I got to cut two minutes of this material. Yeah. And I, you know, there's some things I loved and I wanted to get them across. But I was like, this is OK. I could say this somewhere else. Um, and then you got to kind of account for like laughter. You know, take your time. I don't like to see people rush on TV sets. Right. You know, and I didn't want to feel rushed. That's probably a little bit why my set was a little bit longer because there were nice laugh breaks yeah and i just let them happen i did not i didn't stop them from laughing so that i can get my material off like right. no laugh all you want yeah it's for as long as a you delicate want. balance between yeah. like letting the laughing out and then also kind of piling on jokes also. yeah exactly uh, uh, i should you should take my comedy course right up you have a comedy no, course God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke. How do you feel about comedy teachers, like stand-up I mean, teachers? Personally, I don't. The teachers, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with most of them. I mean, some friends of mine teach. I don't. I'm sort of very purist about not having schooling up for stand-up. Yeah. Okay. So you would judge somebody who took a comedy class? I wouldn't judge someone. Did you take one? I did. You, I'm not going to use this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a race. I'm clicking a race. <laughs> I click stop and I'm going to erase this. Um, did it help you? It did. I feel like some of them are, are taught by like, I know I have friends of mine who teach them and they're like, okay, well that's at least you're in good hands with that person. I just think it's, it's a, a bad road to go down. I feel like we want to do comedy, go do comedy. So I didn't take a class where it's like, hold the mic this way and da, 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 da. I did take a class where the first thing the comedian said, he said, um, and I was probably, I was, I'm sure I was the best person in, in that class. Uh-huh. But he said, I can't teach you how to be funny. I can't do any of that. But we're going to figure out together, like, what your funny is, right? And I remember he just kept, every, anytime I said something, he just kept asking why. And whenever I an, answered honestly, that was funnier than anything I wrote, anything okay. that I tried. And so he, it wasn't about, like, okay, this is what you do. Here, write 10 things. Go look at the wall and write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Write a joke about frogs. It wasn't like that. It was simply like, okay, here's, go. you got five minutes. Um, you, I had to pick something out of a hat. I remember my thing was late. I did, well, I did uh, Arsenio bit. I got that from the, not the class, but because in that class, what I picked out of this like, you know, like hat. What do you mean you did Arsenio bit? Okay, so <laughs> in the class, you, you could pick topics out of a hat. The okay. topic I got was late. That was, yeah, that was, and I had to just go up there for five minutes and riff on whatever came to my mind about late. And so when I did my first set on TV ever was when Arsenio got the reboot of his show. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And half of my set on that show came from my riffs from just that. I started talking about whatever came to my mind. Yeah, that that sounds pretty helpful. Yeah. So. Because some of them I hear, you know, like, I just don't like when they give you like. 
either some of them will like make it sound like we can you're going to be a good comic like you can't guarantee no one percent of them are going to be a good comic you know what I felt like? I felt like this particular comedy class, like this this guy, he's like, he tours, but he also like, he writes for television a lot. And I just felt like I I paid to have mentorship in a way. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like sort of coaching. Yeah, like, exactly. Take it deeper, take it deeper. Exactly. Which, yeah, that sounds. Exactly. Because sometimes you hear about like, don't talk about this. Like, don't tell someone what they shouldn't talk about. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I hope I saved this episode. Dude. No, I'm not. Now we're Still just, I've shut the mic. <laughs> I shut the report. I shut the tape off. Um, I tried so minutes. hard. <laughs> um, well, Zainab, maybe we should. Did we talk about everything? I didn't ask about your upbringing. I know you must get tired of talking about having 12 brothers and sisters. I do get tired of so talking that's, about it. was nice it. of me not to bring yes. it up. I was thinking that, God, that, that's probably more stressful than living with 12 brothers and sisters is the constant same it. questions that people ask. Now I've started saying on stage like that my mom's credit will top anything I've ever done in life because sometimes somebody brought me out to that. I did. So this year I was Variety's top 10 comic. Oh, nice. And on the panel, the way she introduced me, she was like in Zainab John. It's like everybody else had a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Intro. And she was like, Zainab Johnson, she her, she's one of 13. I'm like, that's not my credit. That's my mom's credit. Where's my credit? That's funny. And I'm, and so now I just say on stage, like it doesn't matter what I tell people. If I if I say after my mom gave birth to thirteen people, they're like, "Why'd you bury the lead?" That's right. what we want to hear about. <sighs> my credit is that I have a cat. <laughs> that you're a cat. <laughs> that I have a cat. That's that my you cat. have a cat. Our next comic has a cat. <laughs> what kind of cat do you have? I have a little. Uh, it's a little. It's calico. I'll show you a picture. Do you have people house sit when you go away, or cat sit when you go away? Yeah, yeah, I don't. See, I feel like that's such an added expense. It is an added expense. Uh huh. So is the food and the thousands of dollars in vet bills. Yeah. I have pet insurance. But you know, you got this little thing that falls asleep with you. Yeah. No, nah, but it's it's a little bit like, ooh, I've only had her a year. So it's like, oh, this is a little bit more than I thought it would be. But yeah. I, I do love her. So it's too late. There's, yeah. there's no turning back. <laughs> I'm not going to return her. Maybe that's why I don't maybe that's why I don't like ever need an animal because once I got out of my house with my parents and my siblings, oh, I want nothing more than to be by myself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And not have to care about any other living thing. There are times where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going out of town. But I mean, I have a couple of people who are pretty reliable, but it's still a little bit like, uh huh. And then it does cost money. Yeah. And they can't speak. My my neck can actually speak. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fan of yours, by the way. Uh, what was I gonna? I felt like I was gonna ask you about. Not, uh, oh, I know what I was gonna ask. Do you do voiceovers? You have a great voice. Ooh, thank you. I um I do send in voiceover auditions. I have never booked a voiceover. Jo- I haven't booked a voiceover job yet, but I do send in voiceover auditions. But it's crazy because I don't think that I'm good at it. No. No. You have a great voice. Thanks. I've always noticed that. Thanks. Um, was, what did you study at college? Math. Math and education. Math? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you good at math? I'm probably not as good as, not good at it as, I, not as good as I was, but yeah. And I think to be good at math, numbers just can't scare you. Right. That's all. You know, a lot of people, just even the idea of it, just seeing it, they feel like they're seeing a different language. I but see people when they're filling out the 
credit card at a restaurant. They're just in agony. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, thank God they now print. Yeah. The, but, yeah, no, I've seen people go, like, have meltdowns or shut down when you give them a 20 as a cashier. And they're like, oh, I have 32 cents. And it, but they've already typed in the 20, so they oh, got to yeah. figure out yeah. what they have to do. I've seen them literally like shut down. Yeah. And that's just, which is, that's a, that's kind of sad. So you were going to be a math teacher? I was going to be a math teacher. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you even start teaching? I started teaching. Yeah, I started teaching. I taught in the Bronx. I taught at a school called the Bronx New School. I was born in shortly. the Bronx. Yeah. What part of the Bronx? I was born in, uh, I mean, I, I lived in Riverdale, which is, I didn't live in a fancy rich place. I, I was going to say, Riverdale is nice. It is nice, but I lived in just a very modest apartment. Okay. No, I didn't live in a mansion by okay. any stretch. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say I was poor, but I was not rich. Very, like, yeah. probably a $200 a month apartment or whatever they cost back then. I was going to say, I have no idea what that means. Oh, God, I wonder what the apartment cost back then. Like, what would that be now? Like, how much would the apartment that you grew up in, how much have, would it cost I mean, now? We're talking a long time ago. I'm sure it was just a two, but I don't know what it would have been. Two bedroom, two. I definitely, sh- I think I shared a, wow, I don't even remember. Two bedroom, two bathroom, that's $5,000. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it was two bedroom, two bathroom. I bet oh. it was, I bet it was, I bet it was two bedrooms. Oh yeah, because my parents, and then I shared one probably with my brother. Probably two bedrooms, one bath. Okay. In, you know, so not about, like a doorman building or anything. Yeah. I feel like every time I tell people Riverdale, I have to be like, it's not a mansion, <laughs> and it really wasn't. I'm getting overly defensive. Man. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta t- do some breathing. <laughs> do you have any dates you want to plug? Yes. Yeah, so I am at the Hartford Funny Bone, the 29th through the 31st, I believe. It's oh. Labor Day weekend. Okay. Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford yeah. Funny Bone. Um, and anything else. You guys can just check out my website, which is Zainab Johnson, or on social media, Instagram, Twitter. I always post my dates, Zainab Johnson, Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson. There you go. Thanks for having me, Todd. Thanks for being here. That was great. Bye, everyone. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, we're back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Rachel Jacobs for engineering this episode. It's a good mix, I think. (laughs) I'm going to do some overdubs. And uh, this is brought to you by Starburns Audio. So go to starburns.audio for this podcast. And they have a bunch of other really good podcasts. I'm not saying this is really good, but you know what I meant by that. And that's it. We'll see you soon. Bye. Starbucks Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.